The text for the message this morning is the, uh, the second reading in Philippians chapter 4. I uh, want to just remind you of verse 9. It says, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. This is our text. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I would suppose it's not terribly unusual to... uh, hear words from a friend or a loved one in times of great distress, whether trying to be of comfort, maybe you have done the very same thing yourself on occasion, and people will say, everything will be all right. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a nice thing to say, uh, but it's pretty hard, maybe even impossible sometimes to believe in those days when everything is so completely miserable. I I wouldn't even dare say, at least for me, sometimes platitudes like that are are kind of annoying even. So, and I don't know how it's been for you, but I, I think you understand what I'm talking about. Now that's not exactly what Paul was saying in his letter, but it's not too far off. From, from that, uh, understand that this little church in Philippi uh, would not exist at all except for Paul's visit there. He went there and there was no church. There was no synagogue. There was nothing there. They, they lived in the shadow of a, a Roman garrison that really just despised them. But that's the nature of the military outposts, especially one like that, which was pretty far away from the normal uh, course of business for Romans. But there were people there that supported the place, and and it was like that. And, and, you know, as soldiers are, sometimes they just despise that group of people that are looking after them on the outside. Uh, And and they're desperately worried on top of that for their father in the faith, which they call Paul on occasion. He's found himself in the custody of Roman uh, Praetorian Guard. They, those guys, they, they work specifically for the emperor. Uh, they're his top soldiers, and, and Paul is in, uh, in Rome under house arrest with them looking after him. And he is, well, uh, jail in those days was not like jail nowadays. Uh, now you get three square meals and, and a place to sleep and uh, everything is relatively okay. But in those days, if somebody didn't come and look after your needs, then you didn't have anything. But the Philippians were uh, waiting on him uh, in whatever little ways they could do in their poverty, because they are not well-to-do. Uh, and they're waiting for a decision from this emperor to execute him or to spare his life and all they think they can do really and I suppose it's true is just help in the little ways that they're able and, and so with all of that misery and fear and stuff going on with them Paul tells them to rejoice I uh, you know it, it sticks out here he says it twice rejoice he says twice 
Uh, if you don't know what their circumstances are, then you might not understand how difficult that is, but that's what he told them to do. But you've been there before. On both sides of this, at one time or another, you've lived in disaster or destruction or death or what, uh, what, what a comfort can anyone offer in days that, that then those kind of days that, that don't sound like nonsense. I mean, you know, people offer soft words, attempting to comfort because they really want to do that. Uh, and I wasn't sure that you have found yourself sitting beside someone that you'd do anything to comfort and you just couldn't find anything that would be suitable. Uh, maybe you tried to say something and felt silly doing it, but, but how, how can anyone honestly take away pain and fear and loss uh, in such moments? It's kind of hard for us to sort out. I, I guess uh, Paul is telling you here to simply have trust for your God. He is your savior after all. The Lord Jesus Christ has come to care for you and he says trust to that and you will be content, you will be at peace, you will be able to rejoice even in these hard times. But see, he's kind of far away from you when you suffer like that and, 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 and you wonder is it enough for you to say things like that, or, or is it enough for you to say to someone something like that? And I know that it is, uh, it carries with it a little doubt. It is truly hard to imagine being at peace, which is what he says multiple times here, uh, when hardships or sufferings are so close to your heart and mind. Did you notice that Paul did not claim any ability to, to do that either. Uh, he, uh, he made some recommendations, but he himself, he did not say that he could do this, at least not alone. Wasn't alone that he would suggest this to you either. He did say he learned to be at peace, to be content in anything. He learned it. Of course, it's a real obstacle to learning if there's no teacher, but he had one. In his circumstances, he had one. He said that he learned he can do all things. Uh, that would have to include learning where peace comes from in those bad days. Uh, he learned these things through him who strengthens him. Now, he said several times right here in this part of the letter that he... Uh, he learned from the one who strengthens him, the one who teaches him in every circumstance. And this is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ that, under, that understands him enough and inspires him enough and uplifts him and encourages him enough to learn these things in all kinds of times. He says, you can rejoice in that same Lord because he is also your Lord when you trust him for starters, his first stop is in prayer. If you trust him to answer your prayers, he guards your heart and your mind with his own 
peace. So it's not really on you to find that peace. It's on Christ to give it to you in those days. And so he says he does. Next, he says, if you imitate what godliness, so to speak, he modeled for you. And there's lots of stuff about that in the book of Acts and even here in Philippians, for the Philippians as well as for you. Um, He says, if you do that, there also is the God of peace with you. Basically, if you trust the Lord in the way that he's talking about and trust him enough to do what you know you're supposed to do, even though that may be difficult, especially in times of trouble and difficulty, uh, he says that God's peace will be with you. And if that were not enough, he says also that he learned to be content in every circumstance, which is really hard to understand. Uh, Even in tragedy, even in loss, even in difficulty, even if he stands to lose his life any minute, even then. But again, that learning he gives to you, as he says, his strength is not his own. It's not his strength, it's not his peace, it's not his contentment that he's offering you. Uh, It's not any more so for you than it is for him. He can do the same way as you can do all things through the very one who strengthens all of you as you walk in this life in faith. The faith that the son of the living God lives in you, the faith that the spirit of the living God lives in you. These things are your strength, your contentment, and your peace, even in the hardest days. You can probably almost imagine the the very confident contentment that Paul had in a savior. And and this is also for you in, in a savior that took your uh, separation from God away so that he can be with you in all things, including peace and contentment and strength. Your sins have been taken from you forever. They're gone. They went to a cross with the son of the living God who put himself there to take your sins away, to give you his own righteousness, to uh, inspire you with his own spirit that lives in you, to encourage and to help you through your difficult times especially, so that you can be his own in the worst of times as people surround you that are suffering as well as you are, and you can endure these things with him. Because you have eternal life, and it cannot be taken from you. You have holiness before God now. Not your own holiness, but Christ's holiness that he has given to you. It's in Christ that you have peace. It's in Christ that you have contentment. It is in Christ that you have strength. You know, I, uh, I, I say this thing about peace that passes all understanding. I say it pretty much every Sunday. And, and I've, sometimes I look at that and say, I wonder what that looks like. <laughs> uh, you've all uh, lived in this world a little while and uh, wondering maybe yourself what, what that kind of peace even feels like. But I know that you've all experienced it one time or another. If you pray with confidence that your Heavenly Father will answer you, 
uh, and, and you, you can, in fact, pray with confidence because God told you you can and that he will answer you because he cares for you. And, and if you happen to have to pray and, and you actually see on occasion a little bit of the fulfillment in some kind of way for the things that you've asked for, and I know that this is also true for you, what it does is it offers you confidence in the next time that you pray. The next time that it comes up, you have a little more confidence because you've seen that he answers. You've been inspired to know that he answers, that he cares for you in such a way, and you can see that by looking in the simplest thing, the cross of Christ tells you that he cares for you, and he answers when you ask. So Paul leaves you with that kind of confidence, and just that prayer is only one of the things that he mentions, but he says rejoice, be content, live at peace, be at peace because your Savior and your Lord has proven many, many times that he loves you, that he died for you, that he carries you, that he lifts you up, that he encourages you, that his own spirit inspires you everywhere you go and that you are forever in his hands. Amen. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.